Hey, welcome to a special edition of Super Serial. This one's a little bit different. I tried something new. I actually sat down with my buddy Jordan, a.k.a. Buzz, who is a beekeeper, and he just kind of ran me through the basics of beekeeping and bees in general, and I interrupted him a lot, and it was a lot of fun, and he handled it really well. He was uh, pretty professional about the whole thing. He does this kind of thing fairly often where he gives these sort of presentations on what he does but it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it and uh and thanks a lot to buzz for sitting down with me and doing this and we're probably going to do a part two so if you have end up with any questions you know after you listen to it or watch it shoot me an email or write on anywhere on social media and we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions so we can address it on the next one so enjoy Cool. So we're doing something a little different today. Yep. Um, usually we're doing an interview or just a talk about whatever. But today uh, we have Jeff Carwin on the show. I'm sorry, uh, Buzz. <laughs> we're doing a little nature uh nature uh lesson i guess yes. basically um so you're uh you're a beekeeper yep um Correct. among other things but that's gonna be the main topic of yes, conversation that's what we'll, we'll get into the thing. other stuff another time yep. you're a climber a closet installer and i'm sure many other things yes um but yeah so today we're talking about bees yes i just want to warn you first of all i might know more th- about Bees than you. Ooh, I really? know more about bees because mm. I watched the bee movie starring oh. Jerry Seinfeld. The oh, other okay. day. <laughs> I tell you what, I watched that once myself, and it was about spot on to this textbook I've read. And I was thinking, man, I've just read a two thousand page textbook, and Jerry Seinfeld knew it all Nailed in an it. hour and a half. Nailed it. I was like, oh. you know, and it's like I pack, might as well pack it up from there. Yes, yeah. I mean, I was like, I'm done. I'm getting out. <laughs> that movie was so bad. I can't actually. I, I, I'm gonna have to confess something right there. I lied to you. I didn't see that you movie. Didn't see the, oh, you no, son of a bitch. no, I didn't see the movie. Well, um, it looked horrible. It uh, was, sorry, Jerry. Uh, I apologize. Well, well, I like you. Love Seinfeld. Great show, but Jerry won't not your talk greatest about, moment. Jerry won't talk about it. <laughs> no, he won't even talk about the movie. That's no. how embarrassed he is. Yeah, but just don't waste your time. Save the hour and a half. Do anything else. Watch this podcast or sleep. Oh yeah, or I mean, you know, just yeah. go for a walk. Yeah, um, I don't any anything. Anything. Do, do anything for that hour and a half. Do not watch the movie. It was so the plot was so convoluted. Ah, uh, the jokes were just laid on too thick, and they were bad. And I could see the thread of the the limited information I have about bees. I could see where they tried to kind of weave it in and mm-hmm. make it entertaining, but it was like. They missed every opportunity to be educational. Yes. Because ultimately the the lesson was bees are important for life on the planet. That was the ultimate lesson. Yes. And obviously we'll get we'll get into all that. Yes. But um that the way they got there was just so like I just got lost along the way and then eventually I was like, Well, if that was the point, why did like why did all this other stuff happen? You could have this could have been an hour and fifteen minute movie. It would have been fine. You could have you wouldn't have had to pack in you know all the jokes and it was just it was it was bad. It was very bad. Yes. Um, but anyway, so uh, 
So you do this fairly often. Yes. Kind of give a little um, lesson on on bees and beekeeping okay. and stuff yep. like that. So I'll I'll just kind of let you uh-huh. uh, do your intro. So right. my name is Jordan Braswell. Um, from AKA Buzz. AKA Buzz. That's what they call me. Uh, AKA the Barefoot Beekeeper. Uh, oh, okay. Also, I like that. Also a little alliteration. Name. Yep. Because uh, I have a tendency, a um, bit of a hippie, I guess you would call it. Some okay. would call it. I don't, I don't like to wear shoes in the summertime. It's comfortable. When I check the bees, you know, you feel... got to ground yourself. Grounded man. to earth. You yeah, know, yeah, be one with nature. Yep, feel the cool grass. But uh, I own White Oak Honey Service. It's a little beekeeping company that I... What, I what is it again? White Oak Honey Service. White I have Oak a Honey Facebook Service. page. Okay. And um, uh, it's a little beekeeping company I have. And what I do is, um, obviously, I have honeybees and I sell honey and stuff. But my main thing I do, I do a share program. And what that is, is I teach people can get into beekeeping okay. and, you know, they don't necessarily have the experience or know where to go or, you know, what they have, but they want their own hive. So they can come to me and what they do is um, I set them up for them. I charge them a yearly fee That's cool. and uh, they go out and they buy the hives and I will maintain their hive for them. They can uh, work on their hive with me and learn the process and all that, but... Losing my train of thought. Well, okay, so with yeah. that kind of the but yeah, there's, well, there's we're other... gonna but we're gonna go into that later. So, okay. but that's not what we're gonna hear talk about today. Today's just a lesson. Okay, beekeeping one on one. Fair enough. We're not gonna go in that path. But uh, so, um, do you want to just dive? Like I said, dive into just, it. No, let's just All dive right, in, so man. We're gonna start talking about parts of the hive. Okay. All that good stuff. Okay. And I got a couple little examples here and the tools that we use. We want to start with the basic thing: smoker. Smoker. Okay. Smoker. So you bee smoker. All it is is. A little chamber. Yep. A fire. I so have what some... I'm seeing, just to describe yeah. for audio people only, yeah. there's a there's a metal cylinder. It's got like kind of a heat uh, uh, heat protection kind yes. of cage around yep. it. So you don't burn a your handle. Hand. Yep. And uh, sort of like a, a billow. I yep. guess that is what that's correct. Yeah. It's a billow. Yep. And so what it does is you can put something, anything down in there. I have in this particular moment, I have some, some old denim, je- some old jeans. Yep. yep. Some old jeans. Just tore up blue blue sure. jeans. They hold an ember well. It smells great. very nice. I yes. Like to, yeah. yeah. It, I used it today. <laughs> I used it today. And um, but it creates a good ember and creates a good thick smoke. Okay. And that's what you want. And so the question is next. So obviously you want kind of I imagine like some smoldering. Yeah. Kind of and and. Right? Yes, yeah. Versus it's just like a quick You don't burn, want it like, burning. You don't yeah. want to fill it with newspaper. No, because, because yeah. if you have 13 hives to check, it might take you two hours. Right, and you don't and want so to have to keep packing you don't, it. No, yeah. once you get started, you want it to last the whole right, entire time right. that you're okay. doing. You don't want it to stop. Can't, but, oh, okay, I want to go ahead. I want to just do a, do a little tangent real quick. Okay. Now, um, apparently there's a mushroom that, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a, uh, a mushroom that is commonly used to, you know, back in... The times when people had to carry around uh, an ember, mm-hmm. there's a certain kind of mu- that Paul Stamets guy. Yeah, um, well, I mentioned it. Yes, that you can light it and it stays in ember for a very, very long time. Is there any sort? Do you know of anybody using that? Mushroom? No, just most beekeepers. You know, the denim. Yeah, it works the best. Burlap it's good, sap. It's good enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. It will going foraging. For it's this just like you and, work. Yeah. Most of us are blue collar people, and you know we wear blue jeans, and the blue jeans wear out, and so <laughs> you get you the old blue jeans that holes in them. You just tear them up and throw them in your beekeeping pile. You know, it's free. You don't have to go foraging out. See, these are the little details that I think are interesting. That, like, I watched that thing on Netflix the other day, and they didn't talk about what's in here. Yeah, that's interesting to me. You know what I mean? The little, the little, little details, bits and pieces. So, there's actually another little piece in here, if you don't know. And all it is is a three-legged little stand with a metal plate on top and has holes in it. And what that does is that sits at the bottom of it, so that when you press the billow and it blows air into the cylinder. 
that uh, it blows through the holes in the plate up into the flame. Kind of spread the air out instead exactly. of just like a jet. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of just blowing your flame right out, That's it cool. helps blow on the flame. And we just got like a. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not. They're not actually connected. No, no, so they're not. Can, so it makes a kind the, of oh, the camera right there in that has that. Yeah. So there's yeah, a gap it, in between when you press the billows, it shoots a jet mm-hmm. of air th- across a gap. Yes. Into the bottom of the thing, and then it gets spread out through. That's the, great. Okay. And a That's tip, neat. a tip for beginning beekeepers also is uh, this one right here. I think when I got it was thirty nine ninety nine or okay. forty five dollars. And it's one of the more expensive ones I've ever bought. And I had one that was like $20. And, you know, a lot of things in life you pay for what you get. And uh, the case on smokers, I don't necessarily think it's the case. Uh, The old one I had was a much better smoker I had, and it was $20 less. So, you know, don't be scared to feel like the need to go and buy the most expensive things. Sometimes the time and test of stuff are the greatest things out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, being a reef keeper... um, I'm not going to claim to be any kind of expert or professional mm-hmm. like that, but there are certain analogs to what you're talking about where it's like, yeah, you can spend $2,000 on a nice LED light, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a little LED strip with blue and white will... Do the job just will as do well. Do the job just as... Yes. Not just as well, but it'll get you like yes. 75%, you know? Well, my complaint with this one is that it has a very thin walls on it, yeah. and so when I light it, it heats up very quickly. Yeah. I right. mean, within 20, 30 seconds. And the problem with the small metal and heat yeah. is that is it, it's all aluminum. It, like yeah. Aluminum it, I think it's aluminum, yes. Okay. Um, that it, it bows and it moves. And so it can make the lid getting on a very pain. And it can make it where you just about burn yourself every time. Oh, trying to get and, it off and on. Yeah. yeah. And okay. so um, look at your smoker before you buy it. Like, feel it. Make sure it's solid. Yeah. Uh, look at things like that. Um, okay. Stuff like that can make just it just makes your day easier. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's just it just makes your day easier. So so the the reason for the smoker is okay. So that's what I was getting to. So the reason for the smoker is a lot of people say what that's one of the first when you first get to a beehive. It's an mm-hmm. iconic image of yes, beekeeping. it's yeah. the guy in the veil yep. and uh, you know smoking his bees and you know when you're thinking what does the smoke really do? So a lot of people say like it calms them down. You know that's what they say. So it does and it doesn't. Okay. Okay. So just bear with me here. So when the bees smell smoke, uh-huh. their natural instinct of years of evolution, generations upon that, they think there's a... Attack the eyes. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No. It's going for the nose. But no. So they smell smoke. They think there's a fire nearby okay. in the forest. They're in this box, but to oh, them, this that... is just a home. Now, I never even thought about it that way. I'm thinking like, oh, humans are, have so much ingenuity. They figured out all the different things they tried. Smoke do... Oh, obviously, there's fires in nature, and, well, I mean, and animals and, react to and, it. And, and bees, are, yeah. yeah, and bees are no different. Now, back in the day, they probably, obviously, they didn't, <clears throat> they've been beekeeping, and that goes back to the early Greeks yeah, and now, Egyptians. Yeah, beekeeping and, has been uh, going on for thousands yes, of years, right? Yes, yeah. long, long time. And, uh, but they didn't probably obviously know that now, but scientists have found out through gen- uh, science and things like that, that that's the reason why. But the reason, so it, cal- it doesn't necessarily calm them down like I was getting now. Yeah. It, uh, they think there's a fire in the forest, right. and so they start packing their bags. They all start, they release some pheromone, and they'll all start eating the honey in the hive because they think there's a fire coming. So it's just like, you know, your neighbor's house, three down, three houses down is on fire, it's burning, and the fire's coming this way, but you know you've got a little bit of time. So what do you do? Start getting up you, your important you stuff. You get your stuff out of the house. And they don't have many things. They no. have the babies, they have the honey. And, and so they move what they can, right, and what right. they can move is the honey. Right, the honey, and, and they, the honey is their they, food. It's a food supply. They don't gather the babies up. They can't. No, it's they just they're just not able to. They'll make more babies. That's they'll fine. yes, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. They, and, 
So they start eating all the honey, and so what it does is a beekeeper. They're not focused on you, and they're just they're they're just not paying because you it's no a attention. crisis. It, they're, they're, it's You've a so, a crisis. Yeah. Okay. So your house, the fire gets to you, and your house is on fire, yeah. and a, a robber runs in to steal your TV. What are you, you're gonna chase in after him? Don't take my TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's really a cool way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. You're yeah. like, what is this guy yeah. doing? We gotta insurance get out of here. It. It'll be fine. Yeah. Insurance you know, will take we gotta care get out of here. Yeah. So that's the smoker, and uh, like I said, we'll go into more on the bees and the behaviors a little bit later on. And the talk. I'll tell you what, that's that's the thing to get. If you're going to rob houses, do it out in California. The forest fires, nobody's around, nobody's paying Arsonist attention. Right here. It's all going to burn. I'm not talking about being <laughs> arson. I'm saying if the house is already on fire, yeah, hey, miss the stuff in the house. <laughs> I'll let you walk in like, where's the TV? There's no burned up TV. Yeah, I don't know. There should be a pile of melted plastic and electronics here, and they're just well, whatever. Write it down. TV was grand. Whatever. No, whatever. Right <laughs> so next we'll get to the veil. Okay. And um, most beginning beekeepers, I recommend a full jacket yep. and gloves and things like that. Uh, you don't necessarily need to buy the pants. Mm-hmm. Um, your blue jeans will suffice. I mean, if you're really worried about getting stung, you know, you really don't want to get stung, you can buy the pants and they will cut down the likelihood. Obviously, there's no guarantee you won't get stung when you're dealing with bees. You know, they they can get you through your pants if they're pulling the wrong way on you. Yeah, right. You can get stung. Yeah, I mean, what about, what's the, what would you say is the average length of the stinger? Like? <sighs> I could, it's small. I mean, it's probably, I'll, what, like a sixteenth of an inch or something? Oh, I mean, it'd be like, in millimeters. Yeah. It, but, I mean, yeah. it, it's size of a pinhead. I yeah, mean, right. But, I mean, if they can get, I mean, what are your pants are probably about a millimeter thick, you know, mm, a pair of jeans? Yeah, I mean, probably, something like maybe that. something yeah. like that. Probably smaller than that. Yeah. I don't know. Um... But yeah, and when there's a difference between stings as well, you know, you can get stung and they'll pop you and you just brush it off and right. like, no big deal. And they'll get stung other they times. They sit there for a minute and really pump and they, it in and there. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. get the venom in you and it, it, it don't tickle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. You know, and you get used to it, the more yeah. it happens. Sure, um, sure. Uh, I can, I'm at the point where, you know, I got, I got stung on the face the other day. I yeah, didn't I have, my, got cocky and didn't have my mask on or any of that. And I popped the top on it and got me right here in the face oh, right man. away. But... I was like, oh, man, that stinks. And the bad part about being stung is that it releases the pheromone. And so it agitates all of them. At right, that point, right. you know, that robber ran into your house and he shot your sister. Yeah, right. And right. so you're like, screw the fire. Yeah. You know, <laughs> screw the fire. We're getting this guy. So, so I want, I just want to go back to the smoke thing real quick. So okay. you're saying that, so the bees have this instinct where they, they smell the smoke mm-hmm. and they, um, they, they they think that the hive is compromised. They naturally and they, wa- they, they want to leave. They naturally start. You when you look down the hive, the bees will be crawling around on the side of the hive, right? Yeah, on the frames and things. And then once you smoke them, you can actually see there'll be nothing but a little butt sticking out. Yep. And what they're doing is they're eating that honey in that right, comb. They're right. trying to fill up their honey sacks. So you could be going into the hive for any number of reasons to check it out or to find you know whatever. Who, yeah. You know I I don't even I I'm gonna sound stupid trying to list reasons. Go ahead. But, but that's not the point. Yes. My, my point is that, you know, you, you're telling the bees there's a, there's, there's a potential crisis coming. Mm-hmm. And so, but obviously the hives, there's no fire coming. Yes. So do they kind of like realize at a certain point that yes. the, so that's okay that, and they that, just that, that, that the coast is clear. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you, you know, you've, you've started packing your stuff up and uh, you smell the smoke and you get halfway through packing up and they, the firefighters get the fire out and you're safe. All right, the, well, the flames never got to your house, right? I, so right. you never but had they, to leave. But they do realize, so they don't actually leave. They just get ready. To they leave. just get ready. They, okay. You know, they start packing up. You okay. start finding the albums right, and pulling right. them out. You know. Okay. So okay. So my next question is: You say they they eat. They start trying to eat the honey. Obviously, they can't eat all the honey. No. Um, 
are they eating the honey because they just want to have a full belly yes, for wherever take, they're going to take go? with them? Because, they, because they turn the nectar into honey. That's correct. They can't take honey in and then put the honey back. They're just getting energy. No, just, the, no, the, they have a sack. They have a sack. They can carry it. Oh, and, okay. And they can move it to the next hive. Is it the same sack that carries the nectar? Uh, see, I don't want to say it is. I don't think uh, there's there's two different sacks. Okay. And uh, there's the nectar and the stomach. And when they're doing the fire thing. I'm pretty sure they're putting it in both, but I don't oh, want to say okay. that. I hate to say things. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. that I'm not exactly. It's a gray sure, area. Sure, sure. Okay. And um, but uh, no, they probably but fill it's probably I, my just... my opinion. If I'd have to guess from what I know, uh, that would fill up both. Okay. Uh, they fill up their stomach, you know, and fill up their nectar sac. Right. Uh, so part of it is gaining energy yeah, for the mean, journey because they're going to have to build a new hive. Yeah, and place. if they have any left, they'll regurgitate it right. and okay. put it back okay. in the hive. But you know, okay. they the main reason that what they'll do with that probably is start to build honeycomb. But we'll get to that as well. That's farther in. That's when we're going to get into the rest of the things I've brought with us. Okay, the box full of bees and stuff. Hope they don't get out. Yeah, there may or may not be a box of bees in front of us. We'll find <laughs> out in a minute. I don't know. But um, so the veil. And this is a this is a light veil. That's all it is. It's not the suit, not the jacket. Right. I've been beekeeping now for four, or five years. Mm-hmm. But oh, probably going on six now, actually. Wow. Uh, but um, and so I don't. It's hot in the summertime. Yeah. Beekeeping's a summer activity, and it's hot usually when you're checking your bees. And those suits are very hot. And once you get comfortable, you know, I go in every hive thinking I might get stung once. Yeah. yeah. But you know, they don't bother me that much anymore. And so, do they kind of like get your vibe or anything? I like, feel like they, they do. Yeah, you know, I was yeah. thinking because you have an intention going into the activity. You, you're not because if you were a predator, you would have a certain. I remember. Like, I, rem- I, I wonder how they. Um, it's like a dog that's you know the saying that does a dog smell fear, right? Right. And it could be argued that bees are maybe a more complex organism. Oh, I would argue know. that all day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, because oh. they have all kinds of magnetic sensors oh, and all kinds. There, there's of, still know. things that we don't understand yeah, about yeah. them. We've we've had them for three thousand years as yeah, our pets. Yeah. You know, we've had dogs for years. We know so, pretty so, much. So we know we pretty can, much about everything about. So we dogs. can say it's a solid maybe that they can feel your intention going into the situation, and and that's. Oh, you know, I mean, if you want to, there's thousands of bees in your hive, mm-hmm. and maybe they can sense your intention. There's going to be one psychopath bee in there that's just like, "Fuck it, I don't care what this yeah. is," and just comes in and stings you. you so know? there's a there's a that bee has a job and has a name, and again, holy shit, <laughs> later on in the conversation, oh, we're going to get to that. Well, yeah, sure. All right, stay tuned. Okay, but so the hive, but going, I want to, I want to. Touch on that again. What you're talking about there. I remember one time we were at a beekeeping meeting, and the two singers in the club, two good old older gentlemen, you know, were overall. If you didn't know, uh, they're a beekeeping club. Yes. So yeah, beekeeping. Yeah. Every county has a beekeeping club. North Carolina. They meet once a month. Of course, uh, they always do. different. Yeah. You can call your county office, yep. and they will give you all the supplies and things you need, and information re- you need, resources like that. Uh, to learn to beekeep, if you want to get into beekeeping, that's awesome. Uh, Polk County has one. I know Asheville, ha- uh, Buckham County, I guess yeah, it would Buckham be. County, yeah. And um, Hendersonville County, Henderson County, Henderson County. Yeah. I'm new to the area. Forgive me, <laughs> uh, but I know they. Ha- I know they have them. I know Rutherford County has one. Okay. Uh, for a fact, um, no, a lot of great people. So we were at a meeting though one time, and we were doing a demonstration on a hive, and um, the I walked up and I had a friend with me, and I was teaching her how to beekeep that summer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she knew quite a bit already, but I was just showing her, building on the knowledge and showing her what I knew. And we were at a beacon club, and uh, they were doing a dememonstration of the hive. Fl- flexing your knowledge a little yes. bit. Yeah, yes, sure, sure. you know. 
<laughs> and uh, we were doing a demonstration of the hives. And so the two old men were leading, and I was just sitting back watching. And uh, I didn't. Everybody had beekeeping soon except for me, the two old men, and the girl that I was with. And she was like, "Should I get a veil?" I'm like, "No, you don't need a veil. You know, you'll be fine." I'm like, "I was like, you'll be fine." And the bees, you know, at one point it was a little windy. They got a little riled up, and it was funny. They never touched the three of us. But my friend, she ended up getting stung. Well, bless her heart, she'd always get stung, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe she was just, like, looked like a flower to they them. They can smell the fear. And she was afraid. And maybe she was a little bit nervous, you know. Because there was other people that had the suits on, and they were they were kind of bothering them a little bit. But yeah. the whole time, you know, we were standing the closest to the hive, and, uh, you know, they never really bothered us. And I don't understand that. But... Excuse me. Um, I know that bees are temperamental from day to day. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, just like we wake up on the wrong side of the bed, they'll wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Things aren't going right that day. The flow isn't very well. Yeah, yeah. And, um, excuse me, and, uh, like, maybe it's windy out that day, sure. or maybe it's really hot that day. And, they're, you know, there's just, the things aren't going right in the system. They're a factory. They're a society. Yeah. And it's just like when you're stuck on the freeway, and you got bad weather, and everybody's just kind of mad, and all of a sudden there's a fire, and bam, there's that guy that comes every two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, pokes exactly. and prods you, you know. Yeah, You're yeah. like, not this time. And they're just mad that day. And they can be a hassle, and on those days, I always keep my gloves and my suit with me, because yep. I'll run into that hive, and you just can't mess with it. Can you tell before you get there? No, like, not until no, I get okay. stung like four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> after about the, see, like, after about the like, third wow, time. The hive's a little loud no, today. They must be after about the third sting, I back out, and I'm like, i got to get some more protection Get geared on. up. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got to get calls, uh, and usually as I'm running away, swatting at bees, yeah. and screaming, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they... Uh, Sting there's, me there's two more, answer, sting yeah. me two, two more times. Yep, yep. No, but uh, yeah, and so, but there's different things you need. I would recommend at least a jacket and a sure, full veil for sure. a first year. By your second year, if you feel comfortable enough, maybe you feel comfortable to begin with. You know, go for it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd wear gloves. I recommend. I get stung in my hands a lot, yeah. so I don't wear gloves. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot easier because you have more dexterity, obviously, right, right. to work the hive um, without gloves. But obviously, your hands are right there by the bees. And so you get stung in the fingers a lot, and that's clear to them that's not a bee. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's a and it's a very painful place to get stung. If yeah. you, it's been on your react. It's funny. I, sometimes I react. I'll swell up really big, and I'll stay swollen for three days. Other times I get stung, and within twenty minutes, uh, like at one of my face, I thought I was going to swell up. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, so while you're talking, I'm kind of trying to like look for the. I don't see anything. No. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I got done, I went for a run afterwards at Lake Lure, and. Uh, I was thinking, man, I'm sure by the time I get to the top of this run, I'm going to have a giant mark on yeah. like, swell of my face. And I, I noticed that as I was running, the pressure going down, and it quit swelling. I'm not sure if that was because of physical activity or yeah, you know the I'm blood sure rushing to the other effect. muscles and yeah. stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. But uh, other times, I don't react at all. Yeah. But so, like I said, first year, gloves, suit. By uh, your second year, if you're feeling comfortable enough, you know, you can get your lightweight veils a lot more comfortable. Sure. The wear, you know, like I said, working your hive is not nearly as hot. And then if you do keep your gloves and suit, obviously, and that way, and once you get to a second veil, you can teach somebody else yeah. to be key. Cool. All right. So that, that's pretty much it of the supplies you need, the basic starter pack. Yeah. Without the bees, right. things you have to have. A hive tool. I've missed. So I got my smoker. I got my veil. I got my gloves. gloves. Maybe my suit. Yes. I call Jordan. I say, hey, man, I want some bees. There you go. You show up with. 
Yep. So yeah. no. So that's that's where the process okay. starts. <laughs> that's where the process starts. So you don't actually have to have none of that. If you okay. just want a lot of people, a lot of my customers are just like to have honeybees. You know, they're, yeah. they're they're just trying to do their part and they enjoy the honey and they just want to keep bees on their property. You yeah. know, they they're, they're beautiful like magical like way, creatures. Way back in that corner of the See, field back. There. No, they're they're very friendly. <laughs> yeah. They're very friendly. Until they get unless, to, unless they're not, and until they get to your porch, <laughs> until they get on your porch, and yeah. then you're like, ah, oh. well, they have a they have a lot of work to do. Yes, yeah, yeah. and that's why give them space. Them. You yeah. know, let them yeah. do their thing. Yeah. They're all girls, so treat them like women, men. You know, treat yeah. them like ladies. Give them their space. Yeah. Give them their space. <laughs> Don't I know it? You know, they're working hard. Leave them alone. Yeah. <laughs> Leave them alone. Yeah. But um, so, but like I said, we're not gonna do the contract thing today. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. That's right. that's that. We can go on for hours about sure, that. Sure. Uh, we're just gonna talk about bees. And the parts of the hives right. and things you would need if you wanted to be a beekeeper and you were this is uh, you were just wanting to learn some basic information of where to start parts of the hive name of the hives and basic bee stuff and yes yeah. and basic bee behavior and traits and just very interesting cool little facts about bees. Well, we're doing great so far. Right, yeah. <laughs> so next thing I have is called a super. I'm just gonna hold it up. There ain't really yeah. enough room. Um, this one is a one. Two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten frame super. They may come in. I think eight and fourteen. So what frames. you have is a is a as a wooden basically yes. a frame, a wooden box, non-treated wood. But it has a it, it has it, no it, top or it, bottom. It has no top or bottom. Right. And it's non-treated because of the chemicals that can hurt the bees. So it makes sense. You know, it's finished. So even, so it's this, finished so these lumber. Are, these are just regular box joints this on the side. Is, and it's just nailed together. That's so great. Glue, not glue. Even glue. Is uh, it is glue. Yeah, it is glued. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, then inside is beekeeping, the bee pollen and frames and wax. So this is a this is a frame here. So this is okay. a frame. So well, this is the box, and then each so and every box is framed. And there's like kind of almost like a filing cabinet is what I'm seeing. Yes. You know that all yes. the frames rest on these rails on the That's sides. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's some, a little bit of space in between. Exactly. Looks like there's space. Actually, they're built in such a way that you're forced to leave certain space in between them. So there's a thing called bee space. Well, of course. What else would it be called? <laughs> no, thing called bee space. And bee space, what it is, is the space they want between their combs. You know, that's how they that's how they like it. And if you give them that appropriate bee space, they'll build to that area, and then they'll stop. And what that does is that makes you able to work your hive and pull these frames out. Okay. And people always ask me the first question I get asked is how do they make it? Yeah. You know how how do they do that? So okay, so so I just want to pause real quick. Okay. If if this was fresh, there no, no bees had ever touched it. What would this look like? Just like this right here, just like this right here, just like this right here. So what? So this is so a this artificial. Is called, this is called wax foundation. Okay, it has wire frame. I recommend yeah, wire frame. Some, so, so there's some thin some thin wires going. Yes, I put this. I do this myself. Uh, it's a process. You oh, can okay. buy it like this. Yeah. First time beekeeper, I recommend buying it like this. Okay. Um, if you're a little bit of a handyman, yeah. You know, if, if you're sure. if you're a little bit of a handyman, you could do it. It's not that hard. But, you know, if you're not that good with a hammer and a If you're the kind of person that's going to say, you know, if you're going to be a little more... And you're not going to save that much money. Yeah. Uh, 20, 30 bucks is all you'll save. Or, and it'll, it's going to take you a couple hours to do it. And, you know, you can spend 20, 30 bucks more and it's done for you. If you feel I, like doing a weekend I, project. I rarely yeah. do it myself. Okay. Honestly, I don't do it myself. Because it is a pain. Yeah. It takes a while. And, like I said, the money difference really doesn't... It, yeah. it, it does if you're doing a thousand of them. 
you know, it but, might be. I mean, it could be argued that the type of thing could be good just to know yes. how it's done. And, yeah, you know, and that is a good argument. You yeah. know, the, the the actual trait and the hobby of maybe your first couple times do it and then yeah, you well, got the knowledge. I would I would recommend they like said buying it first, mm. get and then you as you go on per year your second year because uh, they're when an the, investment when the stakes and, are lower. Yes, yeah, okay. yes, you want your first year that to go sense. right because your first year is the most important year. Okay, first year is also the hardest year as a beekeeper. Okay. That's the year that you're trying to build your hive up. So you'll start off with this right here, and this is just wax foundation. It's very thin. I can break a piece off, actually. So, so it actually looks um, – so there's a very thin layer of wax that looks very similar to a honeycomb. Honeycomb, yep. But it's in, in sort of like attached to these vertical wires that are yes. in the, in, the the wooden frame. Yes, that's correct. And it looks – it's looking closely at it, it's – now looking much closer, it's it's obviously not actual. Well, yeah, some spots it kind of is. Some spots that that is where the bees have built on it. Oh, they've already built. Yeah, on they, it. Okay, they, but they, down here is where. Yeah, they this have it this yet. is okay. what it looks like when it goes. Actually, in. yeah, it's a very M C Escher kind of tessellation cube um, thing. Going yeah, on. yeah, you can. I see that. Yeah. Um, so the the honeycomb shape, the uh, what would you call it? Is that a hexagon? Yeah, they're hexagons. They're yeah, hexagons. But, well, so, that's why I say like if you look at it, if you were to look at like an M C yeah, Escher thing, they don't these, line these up. Are, well, yeah, they're on like, both sides, and that's well, why because it's because it's three dimensional. Yeah. On one side it has a hexagon raised, the other mm-hmm. side has the opposite hexagon yes, raised. Correct. Basically, yeah, that's correct. And that's so, cool. that's uh, really a neat. cool little tidbit of information on the hexagon honeybee comb shape was: uh, why did bees do this configuration? Why didn't they just make squares? You know, why why didn't nature do that? Why did nature pick the particular shape? And I I, I read an article once online, and um, I know I'm wrong on this, but. I think it was the eight, mid uh, 18th century, 18th century, uh, 19th century, 1800s, sometime yep. in there. as a professor at an English college or something. But he asked that same question. He pondered that same question, and a brilliant man like him uh, was able to figure it out. So he did the math. He was a math professor. Mm-hmm. And he did the math, and he figured out the shape of it is actually the most efficient way to store material for the least amount of material made uh, used to make it, to make the storage. That better than sense. squares, better than all that because of the way they share the angles and the amount of material, and it's the most efficient shape there is. Period. So, may, so maybe, Period. maybe back way back when bees were evolving, mm-hmm. there were maybe a species of bees that made a less efficient. Very shape. possible. I, I don't even want to speculate on what the shape might have been, yeah. but it might have been a different it shape. Yeah, and therefore they weren't as and likely to survive, and they died, or who knows? We'll yeah, never yeah. know. You know. Uh, yep. And Probably not. But. I mean, I don't know. You're, that's a good point. You yeah, very, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, got, there did, had did, to be a starting just, point. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, the, I guess the question is, did they start with the most efficient did, and it just happened? Did, did, you know, did, like, that, did one of them come out there and build like a square one and yeah, her like, sister hey, went, hey, hey, hey no, nah, check this out. <laughs> I'm doing hexagons over here. Man. Yes. But um, so that's what they start off with. And so your bees will spend almost their entire first year right now beekeepers are getting hives it is a uh, late february almost yep. march mm-hmm. um and beekeepers are starting to buy their bees and get hives i had a friend of mine uh she uh had bought a book and i messaged her the other day and told her like sweet and she's like i'm getting my hive tomorrow and uh i, I thought that was so cool because of her first experience with bees was uh, with me on a uh we were actually on a bee removal mm-hmm. which is a very intimidating first experience you know tearing into an old barn and seeing a hive that's been there for 10 to 15 years probably. Wow. I mean, yes, it was the biggest one I'd ever seen. And she was just like a champ, you know, never got scared and her love for him. I just had a spider walking on me. Yeah, that might be a spider. Yeah, it's a spider. It is. A little guy. Yeah, he's walking on my leg. Check me out. 
<laughs> probably came out with this bee hive. I'm yeah, sure yeah. that's exactly where it came out. Oh yeah, of. probably, huh? Yeah, that's exactly because I had it outside in the barn. Now, now before we go any further, I do want to ask okay. you what if you what would happen if you put bees in this thing and it didn't have that wax kind of uh, very good question because they, they're going to start somewhere anyway. Yes. But so I'm gonna hold the box up again, and you can see that they're like a filing cabinet. They're right. in line, sure, like that. And so I want the bees to build honey down each rail, right? And if they didn't have that on there, they might build it up oh. and down. And at oh, that point, okay. you can't pull a hive out, and you right, can't extract right, the right, honey. You right. can't do nothing with it. And so, uh, so the whole purpose be- is because you need to be able to get in there later. This and is move the, them the out. farming. Yeah. Move them around, look at them, check for diseases. You know, make sure they're doing well. You know, yeah, make sure yeah. everything's okay, and you know to get the honey at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, because obviously, if it if it was anything else, you would just damage the whole thing, rip yes. it apart, and, and you would end up killing the hive. Right, you, you would destroy. Right, okay. You would do so much damage to the hive that the bees would actually probably leave. Because at that point, your house is... For all they know, a bear just came in. And, and the house is totaled, and you're like, well, we got to start over. You know, yeah. it's so bad that there's no point even trying to rebuild, so they take out all they can with them. And they, they might go to a tree 10 feet away, and they might go a quarter mile away. Wow. You know, they can leave. And so that is very important. Never just put them in there yeah. without them. Never put a frame, miss, leave out a frame. You can take them out, you know, take them out for a day or a couple of days or maybe two or three days. Yeah. But don't leave them out long because they'll do that. They'll fill that area up. Right. Because yeah. they want to maintain that bee space I was so, telling you okay, about. So, okay, so that brings up an important point. The fact that, that that box that you have is filled up is is very important. Yes. If you So the spacing there has is, is already been calculated yes. by people who did yes, all the experiments that's correct. and blah, blah, blah. Like, so it's, so it's, it's, it's frame, 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 yes, frame, 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 beginning to end and... For exactly those purposes, yes, you, you don't want the and bees. There's, you don't want to leave the bees to their own devices. There's too other much. ways that you can get more honey, and you can take out a frame and space them. But I don't recommend a first year beekeeper doing that. Okay. Um, they can, you know, if, if they're really into it and mm-hmm. they read about it, you mm-hmm. can do that. And you know, if that's how you like to do it, you can get a little bit extra honey for your each season because there'll just be more space. Sur- yeah, exactly, more you're not. Yeah, exactly. And you can do that, but you know, like I said, if you're really trying to just do the bare minimum. And just like, you know, you want bees mm-hmm. and you want to take care of them yourself, but you know, you're not like, you're not trying to go all out and farm with them. You know, you just want to do your part and help the bees out. So let me ask you a question then. Um, if, so if you did go down that road of doing the thing that gets you more honey, does that mean that there's more bees in the hive? Um, it all depends on the year and, okay. um, the bees themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I have bees I call lazy bees. Um, I'll have a hive, say we have two brand new hives and we put them, nothing but wax foundation and I put them right beside each other. I put the bees in at the same exact time, and then uh, over a three or four, five, six month period, I keep returning to check on the hive. And at the end of the year, they the one hive maybe just still have wax foundation and top super, not filled oh, it all out really? yet. Okay. And like there's honey elsewhere, but they still have built all their comb where the hive next to it. And I may have two of these boxes, two supers. That's what we call them, on yep. top of a hive body, which we'll get to next. Okay. Uh, but then with the other hive next to it, I might have six supers on there, and they are just pumping out honey and pumping out. And, like, I'm having to actually harvest early because this hive is so just strong. And it's not necessarily proportional to how many bees are there. Um. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, okay. more, the more they are, the better worker always is. It has a lot to do with just their behavior, the queen, you know, and how many eggs she lays. And, you know, that if, a saying in beekeeping is you ask Three beekeepers, the same question, you'll get five different answers. <laughs> you know, I got to say, reef keeping is the same yeah. way. That's why it's such a difficult hobby because 
anything you look up, you'll find two schools. Of yeah, thought it's on very it. opinionated. And then, and you'll have people to say, no, you absolutely cannot do that. It won't work. Those two fish will kill each other. Blah blah blah. And other people say, well, I've had those two fish in my tank for ten years. Yeah, fine. You know, yep. it's just, I imagine farming. Yeah, yep. farming. Mother Nature. Yep. But um, yeah. So okay. So what you're saying is that they won't if you if you give the bees this giant complex. They mm-hmm. won't necessarily fill it out. No, they won't use it all they until they need to. Until they need to. And then okay. they, they'll, 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 if you buy a big giant house, but you don't have enough stuff to fill up the first two floors, you know. You're not going to spread all your You're not going to spread all this all out. Complex, you're going to yeah. keep it up there because, you know, you're not going to, say you have your first floor, that's where your bedroom's at. You're not going to, you have a kitchen in there, but you have an also kitchen upstairs. You're not going to put all your food in the upstairs kitchen. Right, Your right. bedroom's right there, so you're going to put it close to you. Right, right. And that's what that comes to is just okay. the closest one. You know, they're trying to be as efficient as possible. Right, right. Because they're, they're already spending so much time yes, outside going back exactly. and forth. And Being inside, they obviously want to be super efficient with their space. Yes, hence, yeah. Hence well, there's different jobs, yep. and the bees that are inside judge that. The, the bees that go outside, that's all they do is fly just back and forth. And, and they, there's, a, there's a person that land when they land. It comes up to them and they do a little dance. Yep. And they communicate. Like the air traffic control. Literally. Yeah. Literally. And uh, crazy. Yes. Mind blowing. That is yes. wild. And um, they tell them what they have and what they want. And if they have what they want, they take it from them. And that bee knows to go get that again. And it'll go get that same thing. Now, if they, if she tells them what they have, she says, "I want the bee that's unloading." Uh, tells the forager bee, the bee that just went out and collected, that I want water, and he has, ne- she has nectar. Uh, she will uh, go on to the next one until she finds that one. So that bee will have to sit there with that water, like at a truck stop, waiting to be unloaded. And it will know the next time it gets unloaded, uh, after it gets unloaded, the bee finally comes and says, I want water, it will know to go get nectar next time. Because uh, that's what the, that's what the hive wants. That's, right, the, right. It's, it's one hive, one mind. You know, they all wow. operate. That's wild, Yes. Man. I've heard um, there's, a, there's a guy named uh, Dr. Chris Ryan that mm-hmm. I follow his podcast a little bit. He's written a good book and... But his um, he has a theory about humans actually that um, when we reach a certain population point, there's a tipping uh-huh. point of human population that we're all interacting with each other, that we also become sort of like in the same way that locusts, yes. grasshoppers become locusts at a certain population tipping yes. point. He thinks that humans kind of do a similar thing, and oh, that's kind of what mean, we're experiencing right now. Definitely. I don't want to go too far down that. Tangent, yeah, that's but, definitely a different different path. But no, yeah, I, yeah. no, you're definitely right. Um, um, yeah, I would agree. You know, that's with everything. Overconsumption of anything can become a bad thing. Sure, sure. You know, yeah, and, you know yeah. even, you know, us as humans, we like a lot of us like to think that we're doing a great thing. Just, it's just... But look get, at the greater picture. Like, yeah, you, when you yeah. get too many of them, you just, you just, it's just overpopulated. Like you said, a, lo- a plague of locusts, you know, it, one grasshopper doesn't mean no harm. Nope. You know, then you don't think nothing bad about it, you know. But when you have millions of them, Oh, it's a plague, you know. You wipe a, out a farm and yeah, exactly. in, a, in a couple exactly. hours, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so what you have here is the... Uh, All right. Yeah, so the only next thing, we're getting to the hive body, and I'll hold body, it up, okay. and this is the biggest box you have. I believe it's uh, 12 inches deep, most of them. Looks like it, And yeah. uh, they have a lid on them. Most of them have a reflective light to help reflect the sun. And for heat purposes. For heat purposes yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's similar to what you just had in the box, except it, it does same material. It has, it has a lid that comes off. Yeah, yes. built built the same way, this, same dimensions, length and width. Yes, this box is also painted. It's finished. Okay. Um, you, you have to use. I think it's a lawn latex. I don't paint my boxes. I usually buy them painted. These are customers' boxes. Uh huh. Um, and um, 
if you first year you don't have to worry about painting them, but after a year or two you yeah. need to eventually put a layer of paint right. on them. Um, oh, okay. Obviously, you don't want to use toxic paint. Look up just for longevity of yeah. the longevity the of the box. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, it's untreated. It, it's, it's raining it out just there. Take its course. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, right, so then you have your lid okay. that goes underneath your top, and what that is is just uh, airflow. It has this, they all have this little groove. Right there, it's just a flat piece of. You want to strap it to them? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a basic. A basic looks like a, about a light. What is this? Uh, it's all probably pine yeah. or birch or something. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just a basic frame. It almost looks like a picture frame, but instead of a picture, it's just got a thin maybe what? Um, three sixteen. Yeah, three sixteenth piece of plywood. Yeah. Yep. And um, what that does is that helps with venting the hole yep. in the top of it. And in the summertime, we'll actually prop the back of the lid up with a stick. Okay. Uh, okay. Some for some beekeepers will get a little more fancy. I look on the ground next to me. There's usually a stick. I, <laughs> I pick it up, I snap it, and I put it in the back of it, and it does the job. You don't use the fifteen dollars yes. ad- adjustable. You know, uh, cl- yeah. You can get thing, you can yeah. get fancy with it, but you know that's the way I do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way I do it. So what I'm seeing now is that obviously it's just like what we were looking at before. Yes. Except this taller and it's bigger. Also the filing cabinet style same, situation. Same same exact going setup. On, same, but, the, but they're all taller. Yes. Right? And that's again, correct. front to back, it's one next to the you other. Need B space, all yep. that gets the same yep. thing. Same thing applies. That's, and that so phrase, these are bigger. That phrase kills me, man. B space, of course. B space, of course. Yeah. B space. There's a name. So this same thing. This is an empty frame. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing. What they do, they store up honey, lay their eggs in it. Yeah. Put pollen in it, and yep. um, I don't have no honey in the comb to show you, but I do have uh, eggs and a uh, pollen. This right here was some damaged comb, okay. and so what I did, I cut it out, yep. and so I could put that back in there with the bees, and what the bees will do, they'll just take it out, and I'm sure it's one thing you immediately notice with this frame versus. This frame. Yeah, it's much darker. It's much darker. One of these is like a nice yellowy yes. kind of, uh, it's almost actually the same color as the wood almost. Yes. Where um, this yes. one is like a deep brown. Deep, like a dark red, brown. Kinda, yes. Yeah. And what that is, is this this comb was probably made this year. Yep. And this one probably at least three years old. Wow. Yeah. This, this comb is uh, really old. You wouldn't want to make uh, the honey that you eat uh, with comb like this. Okay. Uh, it just wouldn't taste nearly as good. It'd be, it'd have like almost a griddle taste to it. They seemed like, versus like this clean, now, what is pretty it, comb. What is it that, is it just a buildup of chemicals yeah, and stuff just in there? The, the, the honey, that... the dark, the, like, you know, the honey's dark and the, this, the color of the honey just naturally stains it over time and the age, the moisture going in and out, you know, them constantly building on it, building right, on it. Right, right. And, um, and they'll actually kind of particulates that they have the, on them. And yeah. like I, I mentioned earlier, um, and a beehive removal that was on a, like an, the biggest wild hive I'd ever seen. And they weren't using but maybe a quarter of this whole entire comb they'd made because the comb had gotten so old that they actually moved on and quit using it. And I guess because it just changes the flavor in the honey and Whoa. they just they, they don't like it. And um, so a lot of people that buy honey, if you do like honey... Um, you buy natural honey, raw honey. Yeah, you'll notice it, it'll crystallize. Right, it'll right. crystallize. Yep. And it was the first time I'd ever seen this, but there was actual crystallized honey in this hive, and I didn't know that was a thing. I've talked to other beekeepers, and, I, and, and the bees can't do anything. And with they that. can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they just moved on. They left. So it. maybe they had made a whole bunch. They of were honey so and made it for some good. Reason they they were so efficient. Um, there was a year, one summer, that the weather was right, and they were so efficient. The queen they had that year was so good that they made so much honey that they weren't able to use it that winter or the following summer or spring, and that eventually it went bad, and they left it behind. 
So, all right, well, this might be a dumb question, but mm -hmm. it could it could it also be something like that there may, may might have been some problem with the hive that a bunch of them died off and they couldn't use it or um, something? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, it's just that they were just, you know, just overproduced. Overproduced. They, okay. they, they do overproduce, and that's why we're able to farm like we do. They, you know, they, that's they, a very important, and I want to emphasize that um, because that was something I was curious about myself was that, you know, are, are we taking something that the bees need? No. No, no, because you only take what is it? Okay, so the way percentage. that works is we give them these boxes, and yep. these boxes make it so efficient for them. It's everything's perfect. It's the perfect conditions okay. for them to thrive okay. and to make that, this honey. That's the key. That's the key. Yes, it's these boxes. You're not just They're, putting a bee on a tree and saying build they don't this make thing. that much honey in the wild. Okay. No, no. Okay. See, I didn't. See, the even, wild ones don't some, make that much honey. Even the stuff that I've watched doesn't explain that. No. It doesn't say that they don't make this much honey in the wild. You give them these pristine mm -hmm. conditions. Yes, exactly. And therefore, excuse me, they overproduce, and we can go in and harvest the and, honey. And what and what it is, is that these bees aren't native to here. They're, they're Italian bees. Yep, uh, they're from Italy. Yep, yep. yep. And um, so uh, the weather's a little bit better here, and uh, they can produce better, and they end up producing more than they need. For the so that on top of the pristine box exactly it, it yeah. all makes it more efficient and that's why you know we're not taking this the what they need we leave usually at least one to, I prefer to leave two full supers for the bees in case it's a harsh winter you know could because, you put a percentage on it like would you say you take maybe thirty percent of the, no because it's different every year because uh, they okay. might they don't necessarily make the same so thing you kind of get a gauge yourself of every year is different people that's a common question I get how much honey do you get a year um, I've had years where I got probably over twenty gallons. Of honey, and then I think this last year. Well, okay, so if you took twenty gallons a year, how much? How many gallons would you say you left behind? Like another twenty or like um, forty? Or... Um, probably because they're constantly 12, making it anyway. 13, you know? Okay, so okay. You, well, okay, yeah, that's over... how much they ever produce. Okay, that's okay. how much they ever produce. So I mean, over fifty percent. Yeah, probably almost over fifty percent of what wow. they what they make. Wow. Yeah, easily I can take from them. And because they, they just, they don't need it. And they won't eat all their honey that I leave them. Just, it'll just crystallize and go bad and nobody can and, use it. Yeah. And I don't leave them, exactly. And I don't leave them so much that, that I would they would do that. They will use that, the amount that I leave them, you know, bitty keepers have learned over the years, you know, how much to leave them. Yeah. Um, it will cover it. You know, that's how much they need. Yeah, we, yeah. we know how long our winters are here. We know how much bees tend to eat during the winter. You know, that's how much they need. And then in late winter, on the warm days like the, here in February, we start to feed our bees a sugar water mix, and um, again, that's another topic for another day. Um, but um, uh, we feed them that, and what that do is, if we check a hive, like I did today, I checked some hives, and one hive was doing really well, and one hive didn't make it through the winter, uh, which is a fairly common thing. And that's why, again, I for new beekeepers, always buy two hives. Don't just buy one. Um, because uh, you're putting all your bees in one basket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all your bees in one box, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, because, um, you know, your hive might die, and it really stinks after you spend a whole year building this hive up and all this time and effort, and it dies, and then and the next winter, and you don't got you got to start all over the next year. Versus if you have two and one of them dies, well, you know, you still have one. And the second year is so much easier because yeah. your, your comb is drawn. The comb... The, uh, takes three times longer in the amount of energy to uh, as the honey. It takes, I think, three pounds of honey to make one pound okay, of Okay, so in the first year, they're making honey and they're also building up the, the, yes. the thing. Yeah, they're building, their, the, they're building their house. The factory and their house yes. in one yeah, All, all yeah. together, yes, that's correct. So the, so the, so the, uh, the actual cells themselves, they're mm -hmm. called cells, right? Um, yes, that's correct. Can be multi-purpose? No. Um, no. Yes, yes, they can. 
We're gonna pull one. I'm looking for a particular one now. Um, in here, because obviously they all look to the untrained eye. They all look the same. Yes. Every all the all the uh, frames look the same. They all have the th- you know. Yes. So the there's, no, yes. there's no shape variation. Yeah. Oh, I just gave myself a sliver. Oh, I'm sorry. I just sl- swung my finger across it. I'm That's sorry. A, That's all right. I'll deal with that later. Um, right. So, so yeah, to the untrained eye, they all look the same, mm-hmm. and you know some of them look like they have a cap on them. Yep. Obviously, there's a bit of a waviness to the actual depth yes. of the you know. This is a um, better looking one. Go ahead. Yeah. So so yeah. So my question really is like, so, what the, is the difference? In the yeah column. yeah. What's the, what's the how, difference? How do you, how I know do you some tell of the them difference? have babies, some of them have hu- are yeah. full of honey. I don't. And so it, it'd be hard to see on the camera because it's pretty small. Maybe he can crop in some pictures right here. Sure. But here's a queen cell. Okay. And so, you know, this is where the queens live. So what I'm race. actually seeing is some very almost like H.R. Geiger-esque kind of like uh, thing going on here where you have like this kind of gentle waviness over the, the frame and the hive. Mm-hmm. But then you have like this kind of divot and this almost like kind of egg sack looking that's just, thing there. That, that, you know? That's just them, you know, that one fell asleep on the job for a little bit and she got a little sloppy. That's all ideas. Well, what would it normally look like? There's another one oh, right like, there. Oh, okay. So there's the, another one right there. Oh, okay. So it's really the big. Just like the big a, thing is that they're facing downward. Right. Facing they're, down, and it's a larger facing cell. Down, and they're a larger cell. That's correct. And, and the reason. So, so all right. So, what makes just logic sen- logical sense to me is that since it's a larger cell. Okay, so this is interesting. So what I'm seeing here, these are all very uniform across here. Mm-hmm. But then you get down here, and these are larger. That's the, the build out. So that was what that was. The comb that yeah. that bare sheet of frame I have, they yeah. built this themselves. So the reason so they built, I mean, size. they they built off this. Right. They kind of went and built their own right here, and they're, and they're, they're not they're not not quite as perfect. They're really not. Uh, they're not quite as perfect. But so left to their own devices, there's a little less perfection. There's a, the, I mean, and I hate to say that because you know that that it is so perfect. It's perfect enough. Yes. They, there is such I a mean, phrase, yeah. I mean, it is so perfect. So I don't. I'm not trying to downgrade no, the no, work no. they do because. And they will make perfect comb, and sure. it, but on the even left on them. But when they get down, and there's like you can see, there's the wood right there. Yeah. Um, they have a tendency to do stuff like that. You know, they'll, they'll kind of just build it out. But you, like you see in this one, it's actually completely flat. Yeah, that's uh, very much more flush. Flat. Yeah. You yeah. know, they. You know, these girls right here. You know, mate, they were just kind of. You know, they're not having a good day. Had a rush through the job. They were. They were rushing. You know, the queen was probably around raising hell. You yeah. know. <laughs> And they were just rushing you know, over their shoulders. Because, you know, they're, they're having to build these queen cells, and they're like, that means we're killing this girl. God, I hope she don't find out, you know. So, so okay, so, okay. So, so this least, is bad. There's two queen cells here. Yes, this is bad, as a okay. beekeeper to see, on your first year of your hive. The, what this means is that there's a problem. Something's wrong. What the, the, the bees have went through, the queen has went through, or the bees have, and they've laid this queen cell. Okay. So yeah, we're gonna get dive into the bees a little bit more now. There's three types of bees in the hive. Mm-hmm. There's the worker bee. Mm-hmm. There's the drone. Okay. And then there's the queen. Okay. Okay. The drone is a male. They they are you'll never see them if you're unless you're a beekeeper in a hive. You'll never see a drone bee just flying around on the flowers. Okay. They don't leave the hive unless they're on their mating flight. And the uh, the other worker bees actually kill them off. Every Which is kind of funny because, like in the year 2018, we think of the word drone, we think of seeing something yes. flying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We call them a drone because they're just kind of mindless. You know, oh, okay. they, they, they okay. just have one job. They yep. just hang out in the hive. They get fat. They're actually a lot bigger than a honeybee. Um, you know, a honeybee is pretty small. A drone probably about the size of my pinky. Wow. The end tip of wow. my pinky, like you know that first one. They're a lot. They look just like it, identical. They have bigger eyes. And um, you could probably put it in some pictures if you wanted to right here. 
and show them because I don't okay. obviously have these in my house. Um, but um, and their purpose is their what? purpose is mating. So they're the just, queen, they're just studs. Yes, they're just studs. So that means um, they are unfertilized eggs. Um, worker bees can lay eggs, and they can they can lay drones. They're not fertilized. So what that means, if the colony has collapsed, the queen has died. So they're oh, freaking out. Right. When you go into a hive, which could happen for any number, a of number reasons, of reasons, so, yeah. age, you know, something. Like, she might have got sick, you know, a number. You could, you might have accidentally squished her. God forbid. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like always the worst nightmare. You oh know, my God. You're squishing the queen. Uh, I've never done it. I, don't, I haven't heard any horror stories of people doing it, but you know, you just—it's just like something you always worry about. Oh man! Because there's one in I there. Never thought they, that you, can, you can squish the others. You, mean, you don't want to, of course, but right, you can squish right, the right. others. There's one bee in there you can't squish. Oh, <laughs> you man. know, you got to be careful with her. She is well, with everything. That being said, the rest of these know what to do if. Yeah. So the queen has yeah. the queen has died. That the queen died in this colony. Okay. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this because I'm seeing these cells. Because they normally be this close to each other. Or is you just yes? They, okay. they, yeah, they laid out a couple. They might be like there might be another two in here somewhere, and I just haven't found them yet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they they normally she'll normally lay two to three of them. Okay. And the first thing, the first one that hatches wins. She's the next queen. Okay. So so you said one of the um, what what are the other bees called? The workers and the drones? The workers. Okay, so the workers can lay the eggs. The workers can lay so drone workers. eggs. They okay. can only they can't make a queen. So who and who can so who can make a queen? Uh a, a worker that's been mated with a drone. So they have to lay the drone first. The drone has to be born, okay. reach maturity, then they'll See, have to This is the tricky thing that I haven't quite been able to wrap my this head is, this is this is this so, is a little bit deeper in the beekeeping than okay. the life of bees. Well, the thing that fascinates me is what I've read too is that the um, the hierarchy of a bee's family tree mm-hmm. follows the Fibonacci sequence. I'm not familiar with that. Okay, I, I want to I'll, I'll edit out us doing this research, but I want to I want to show it to you mm-hmm. because I was I was really hoping you didn't know this. Okay, because it's really cool that I can teach you something okay. right now. So check. All right, I'm gonna look this up real quick, and then we'll kind of recap in uh-huh. a more formal way. So do you know what the Fibonacci sequence is? I do not. So the Fibonacci sequence, I'll just um, – it's a sequence that appears in nature. And what it does – the way – if you were to write it out, it's if you were to t- – you start with zero. Mm-hmm. And then you, it goes zero and one, right? So you start with zero and one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the reasoning exactly, but you start with zero and one and then you add those two together and you get one, right? Yes. And then you add the next two numbers together. So you have zero, one, one. So you add one and one together, you get two. Mm-hmm. Then you add two and one together, you get three. Mm-hmm. You add two and three together, you get five. You add three and five together, you get eight. Eight and five is thirteen. Thirteen and eight is twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one and thirteen is you know yeah, uh, th- so, and so forth. So it goes up, but it increases. It increases it's, very quickly. Yes. But this sequence of numbers appears in nature a lot. Okay. And it creates uh, if you if you do certain math, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but if you do certain math. You end up with certain kinds of spirals that show up in um, sunflowers. Really, they show up in the the shell. Of, I'm pretty sure the shell of the nautilus. Oh, um, but if you follow, let's see. I'm just going to Google uh, Fibonacci uh, bees. Let's see if I can get a picture. Because you're going to understand part of this that I don't mm-hmm. quite have my head wrapped around. I don't. Let's see. Because the, of the way that bees can lay eggs, it creates a Fibonacci sequence. So, all right. So, so we'll look at this together. So you have a female bee, right? Yes. That can only lay a male. Yes. So it's always going to go 1-1. One, one. Yes. Female can only lay a male, but the male can lay a male or a female. No. No. 
Um, the way that would work is uh, a, a, a worker bee can lay an egg, but it's unfertilized. A worker right. bee can only lay an a unfer- female. Uh, okay. Then that male would have to breed with another worker bee, right. and then she could beca- lay a fertilized egg, which would become a queen. That worker bee would never become that okay, queen. Okay, so the, all right, so what I'm, so the offspring of the male could so be a male. So there would be another line that came down to okay, the male that can... went them together. Let's see. Let me see if there's a better picture. Because, let's see. There you go. Maybe something like that. We'll see. This is... We'll take one the other way, though. A male and a female. Okay. Oh, so it does go the other way. Okay, so I think... Okay, so it's... Ba- that picture was backwards, basically. Um, let's see. Okay, so yeah, it, it, it was it was kind of backwards. Let me see if I can get it explained verbally. Uh, male bees are produced from the queen's unfertilized egg. Yes. So that a male bee has only one parent. Yes. Okay. Yes. A mother and no father. Okay. Right? Yes. The female worker bees have two parents. Yes. Since a male and a female queen have to mate to make it. So the Fibonacci ends up showing up because you have this lineage. Okay. Of, the, the way it goes up. And chick- because the they, can only, they only have a single yeah. parent, but that it goes down. So it does the one, two... Yes, three, five. Because of the way that the bees, mm-hmm. without without make getting too dry, and yeah, get too into it. But you see that it's because of the way that bees can only lay eggs certain ways. Yeah, it creates the Fibonacci sequence. Which I is mean, I'd have to, I'd have bananas. to wrap my mind more around it to make well, a check it out. Just, I'll check for now, that just out. take yeah. my word for it. I believe it's very, it's very it. real. Yeah, but it's just another instance of the, this sequence uh-huh. appearing in nature. Yes. And and it ties into very exactly cool. what you're just saying. Very yeah, cool. very cool. So we can maybe touch on that another time yeah. when we sit down again. But but so let's go on, and we're gonna yeah. talk about the queen cells. So something's went wrong. They have laid a queen. They're they're trying to make more bees, another queen, and there could yep. be a lot of things. She could just be getting old. Yep. She could have been just getting old, and um, you know that she wasn't laying as many eggs. So the workers are like, what? How old is an old queen? So and, and queens can live anywhere from one to three years, okay. typically. Okay. Um, there's been like bees that have been found that lived the five years. I think one time in your university somewhere they had one for eight years, but I think about her last year she was like laying like two or three eggs a day, where a queen in her prime will lay about two thousand eggs a day. Wow. Yes. Now, how do you know how old the queen is? Just because you know when it was born, you keep yes. track of it? Yeah, because okay. of these little cells. Good There'd be no other way to know. Yeah, really, right? that's right. And, you know, you might get a new queen and you never knew it. You know, the, the turnaround time is very quick. Interesting. And, uh, you know, she might have laid a new, she might have been getting old. How, so long, th- how long does a bee take to go from uh, egg egg to uh, um, the queens are the, the queens are the fastest. It's usually six days from when they're, they're hatched. Because the, humans... She lays an egg. Humans' baby to functioning adult is yes. about 25 years yes. or so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the egg is laid, yep. and then it hatches after about three to six days. Um, it's a little bit different uh, for each one, but then yep. the larvae stage is different for each one. The queen is actually the fastest. Okay. Because it's funny how that is. Because there's some necessities. There's necessity in here. Right? That's natu- that's the natural selection coming in. Sure. The, the nature part of it. You know, the human eye is like one of the fastest healing parts of the body, and it's that's so such important. an important yeah. vital yeah. part of our body. You know. Right. So the worker bee lives for twelve. Uh, excuse me. So it takes eight days for the queen. Uh, the worker bee, your uh, average bee, takes uh, twelve days. Okay. And the drone takes fourteen and a half days. Okay. And that's after they've hatched in, out of their egg into the pupae state, as it's called, or you'd call it a larvae, and they're growing in there. Now, okay, I just want to I, I, I just interject real quick because mm-hmm. 
it, I, I just noticed that you said 14 and a half days. Yes. That's a specific, very specific amount of time. But textbook said. And my assumption, <laughs> my assumption for the reason that you could even put that specific mm-hmm. uh, amount of time on it is because, the, and I don't want, again, I don't want to go too off on this tangent. We can go down there when you're, whenever mm-hmm. you're ready. But because there are very precise conditions inside the beehive. Yes. That are consistent. Very. They keep the humidity at a certain level. They the like temperature. They they they, that, they yeah. yeah they they try to keep it at a certain level. It becomes difficult for it's them. It's a very fine. It's know, a very yeah. fine line. It's not so, a big wavy curve. Yes. It's yeah. So, so 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 to say fourteen because like the gestation period of a human. Yeah, we say nine months, but mm-hmm. there's babies that are born two months earlier. They're yes. fine. You know? Exactly. I mean, with some help. You know, exactly. Help, but, Point being that fourteen and a half days, like you're saying, that's down to a few hours. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, you and know, you know, so. people ask them like, "How do you know that?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, but well, I haven't been there with stopwatch." Yeah, you know, she laid off of information information that, yeah, that I've gathered again. That's, that's fine. Very that's opinionated. the point. But what yeah. I'm saying, yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, the 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 key factor is that. The, the conditions are so precise from, from beehive to beehive. Yes, that, that it's consistent. That, you, that, num- oh, right, that exactly. number's always the same. Right. Yes, right. that's correct. And you can know that. So every time you check your hive, they say it's good to see your queen. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's hard. And 80,000 bees, you're looking for one. Right. And she looks different, but it ain't that much. Right, she's not yeah. like a totally different yeah, color. Uh, no, and yeah. you can buy a queen that is marked. I recommend that. I like to get mine marked. All it is, they put a little do- drop of paint on there. Like yeah. a lot of mine are baby blue, like a mm-hmm. Carolina blue. Uh, and uh, they stick out like a sore thumb. Go Tar Heels, yeah. <laughs> uh, they stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Uh, Yep, I don't like Clemson. <laughs> I'll put it out there. All right, take it easy. This is not not a sports podcast. All right, all right, all right. Um, but anyway, so that's queen cells. Those are worker cells. And then after these are hatched, the workers will typically break them down. Okay. So that tells me that these didn't hatch. They didn't oh, make it. Oh, okay. They didn't make it. They, wow. they, they The cycle wasn't quick enough because they'll typically tear this down and they'll make perfect honeycomb out of it. They'll optimize their space. You know, over, the yeah. baby has grown up. You know, we need to turn their nursery into a bedroom. So what do they do with that? They just they, they reuse they, do it. They eat it or they just chew it up and spit it they, out. They or? chew it up and they reuse it. Okay. Uh, they do. They just reuse it. Put and the it somewhere honeycomb else. itself is a different material. It's like it's a wax. Obviously, yes. Right? Yes. It, so so do the bees that you feel it. Yeah, yeah, obvi- very obviously wax yeah, touching mm-hmm. it. Um, That's it. Yeah, so so do they? Um, and the only thing they're going out and collecting is what water and pollen, right? Nectar, also. And, well, yeah, yes. ne- water, nectar, pollen, water, and nectar, and pollen. That is right. what. That is it. Yes. And the wax is just some. The result. And they of use some enzymes sort of- in their uh, nectar sacs, and uh, with the water and the honey and the uh, then all of it together, and they make it out of it. Like I said, um, it takes three pounds of honey to make one pound of wax. Wow. Your wax is everything. Your wax is your gold. People always go, oh, do you sell comb honey? And I will a little bit. Yeah. But I don't make a lot of it because it, it takes three times the amount of time for them to make this wax as it does. So a good strong hive in the middle of summer, like in a heavy sourwood flow, being that that is the plant in our area. Yep. That we get on. Sourwood, you said? Sourwood, yeah. It's a tree. Okay. Uh, a lot of people think it's a flower or a bush. No, it's a tree. A lot of people don't realize that. So that's like the primary yeah. go-to for bees in the Yeah, area. a lot okay. of people always ask, like, what flowers can I plant and all that? And there's lots of flowers we can plant, but a lot of major pollen producers are trees. Yeah, are trees, that's true. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, you see a flowering tree, there's thousands of flowers. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Versus, versus that dandelion. Yeah, versus that yeah, dandelion right, right there. And they'll hit up that dandelion. And they will. Yeah. When when they start, they'll actually send out bees uh 
scout bees. This right. is getting into jobs in the hive, and uh, there are, you know, some people say there's eight jobs in the hive, but in the middle of summer, there are going to be like 20 jobs in the hive. Wow. I mean, they, everybody knows what to do instinctively, you know. And um, But they'll actually send out bees to areas, and um, they'll say, they'll scout bee will to an area, and she'll just check it out and look how the flow is going. That's what we call mm-hmm. the nectar flow. Okay. And um, if it's a good flow, she'll go back to the hive, and she'll feed it to the hive. And so but the flow they're working on is starting to dry up one plant uh, from season to season. They'll start transitioning and moving to all the crews and start going to this other area. And I love, one thing I loved about a farm I lived on in uh, Polk County was that we had like eight hives. And I remember one day I was going for a walk with a friend and uh, we were walking and I, I could hear a buzzing everywhere. And there was this plant, I can't recall the plant right now, but um, there was a plant uh, blooming all over and they were all of my honeybees from all my hives working this whole entire patch is probably like a quarter of an acre half acre and they're blooming and i can tell i do recall another time where we had planted we had planted buckwheat yeah and um uh that i was working in the buckwheat garden as a cover crop and uh they were everywhere they loved it and like you'll go in there you can be quiet and you'll just hear the buzzing in the air and you'll look down and there's just the bees they're your girls just just doing their job just doing their job and you don't mess with them they don't mess with you but yeah, so there's different jobs. So the forager bee is one of the jobs. It's the most common bee you see. That's the bee you see when you're out and about and that honeybee flies in your soda and you're like, ah, oh, you know. Or the bee was confused. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. It's called the sugar. Right, right. You know, so the forager bee, so that is actually the last job. That's an old bee. That's okay. an old woman. And that's the last job. That's pretty much a bee's death sentence is being the forager bee. When the first born, the first job they have... Because the most risky, too, because yeah. there's predators exactly. out there. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They, uh, most of uh, the... Disease, like I said, yeah. yeah the, the worker bee usually lives for two to three months in the summer. In the wintertime, they can live longer. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that being is their last job being a forager, most bees literally fly their wings off. They Whoa. work so hard that their wings eventually give out. And they just Whoa. land on the ground and ants or exposure, or, you know, usually get some... Wow. Yeah. That, for, the, for the good of the for hive. For the good of the colony. Wow. For the that's good crazy. of the colony. They just tucker themselves they just, out to And death. that's why they're in the wintertime, they don't Can work as much. Can you imagine that if you just like worked on a farm and they're like, hey man, you know, we'll give you, you know, we'll pay you as long as you're alive, but there's going to be that one day where that's your last yep. shovel full. That's right. You're just, you're just going to drop it. Yep. We just got to leave you there. And, because and, and just... <laughs> being in the summertime is the busy time. They wow. typically have a shorter lifespan in that time. But the first hive, uh, job they have in the hive is when they're first born, they're nursery bees. They're born and they start helping other people being born, you know, pulling them out. Yep. They'll go out and they'll Breast, stretch their wings. the babies and uh, stuff yeah, like Oh, yeah, that, stuff yeah. like that, all that good stuff. Right. And um, <laughs> they're actually, you can, uh, uh, and a uh, um, attentive beekeeper, I guess it would be, um, that keeps an eye on his hive, uh, you'll notice when there's hatchings and stuff like that. Big hatchings calls uh, that evening, you'll see a bunch of little bees. And they're, they're not much different, again, uh, this is something you pick up after over just doing it over the course of time. Baby bees. You can notice it. I mean, it's Baby very, bees. very oh minute. It is very minute. <laughs> if you, I mean, you would never know unless you knew I would, this yeah. type of deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you, you'll see them and you're like, oh, she just hatched. And it's just, oh, it melts your heart. That's I, awesome. I love my girls. They're my bees. <laughs> and yeah, and it's awesome like that. And they're, they're all different. They're like yeah. the, the coloring on them or like the uh, tiger stripes. Wow. They're all uniquely a little different. I love um my favorite personal look I like is a solid black bee with Whoa. very little yellow on it. What, so is that just a natural variation? Natural variation, yeah. Okay. Natural wow. variation. You'll get uh, hives that will have more uh, black bees, and you know that depends on your queen. And it depends on a lot of the, the heritage of the queen, you know, the different breeds over the years and her generation that have been put into it. 
um, European bees are black and dark like that, and uh, Italian I, bees I, are uh, more yellow, and they're 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 so intermingled anymore. Yeah, I've a read, lot of hybrids. Going, I yeah. read I read an article the other day, and I didn't I didn't even realize it, but most of the queens you have are hybrids. Now, that's, which means that all the yeah they, have, they've just yeah. been mixed you know and all that and, stuff like that and that's okay um you know to the purest i mean you would you would want that pure strand uh to the farmer you'd want the hybrid um it depends on who you ask you know uh yeah you know i think yeah. that's a very just like anything i suppose yeah, yeah. that's a, that's a very uh, just like anything it depends on your viewpoint yeah and uh things yeah, like cause that i guess it, you know i guess it could be argued that you know uh, genetic diversity is good, mm-hmm. you know. Because yeah. like with do- think about like, dogs, like dogs, purebreds, yeah, and yeah, then purebreds the, and, are all fine and that and that's why they've done it, and that's why they bred them the hybrid like that because they found that you know if you breed them like this, they're less aggressive. Certain strengths uh, or weaknesses, they, they, they do better through the w- winter. Yeah. You know, they produce more honey. You know, they're, they're, yeah, we've done the same thing with vegetables. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And um, so, but so the first job is that they're um, nursery bees. They help the babies. Right, right. Them. So okay. after. You know, two or three days. I'm, I'm not. I can't recall the exact time period on each strain. Sure. Like I said, it, it really varies. But I think it's usually two or three days. They'll go to become uh, the undertakers. They carry out the old the, the bees that did die in the hive, uh, the ones that did uh, fall didn't land outside somewhere. They take them out and they throw them out. And the hat, the larvae that didn't hatch, okay. they they take them out of the hive. What could be a reason for a larva not hatching? Same or? reason, you know, just like a miscarriage. Whatever, you yeah. know, just it didn't go right. Then, so, yeah, because there's just so many of them. There's, there's just so many to be some exactly. errors. Exactly, yeah. you know, genetic genetic errors. You know, that egg just didn't get fertilized sure. right, or you know, just one and thing it's or just another. Business as usual, just mm-hmm. to toss them outside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then the next job is an architect. So those are the guys, girls, excuse me, uh, that are building the comb and the frame and all that good stuff. And I got me a cheat seat here. Um, and then after that are the cleaners and the honey makers, and they're the guys that keep the humidity and try to keep the mold. And you know, when there is damaged comb. Like uh, that queen cell I was showing yep, you, yep. Uh, they're the ones that come in and re re clean it up. You know, clean after a uh, baby is born, they or larvae are born, uh, they leave residue in there. So they're going in there and they're cleaning that, getting ready for that. When that queen comes back around, they put another egg in there, or for a worker bee when it comes, if it needs to put honey or pollen in there. Or so is like there that. any rhyme or reason to like which cells get? Eggs and which shells get honey? Because um, now, now, when the de- one of the few things I took away from that documentary I watched was that in the stack of you know the hive, mm-hmm. um, at a certain point they put like a mesh kind of yes. Thing. So that's a queen excluder. Okay, so yeah. so the so all the, that's so eggs for won't get laid. Oh, yes, like in this certain one, it will just be honey. honey exactly, and there's not going to be exactly. Whereas in the lower ones, it could be whatever the bees exactly. Decide, and yeah. she's random about it. Okay. She, it, Whatever she's feeling in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. She just wanders and lays eggs and brings us to the next job, or the helper bees. And they're the bees that just pamper her. She lays 2,000 eggs a day. They get the big fan out. Yeah, and exactly. Grapes, they, they, and and stuff, you, yeah. you say that as a joke, but they're literally fanning her with yeah. their wings. That's so funny. And they are awesome. literally feeding her by the mouth, bringing food to her. She does a dance. She's like, I want water. She's like, ah, ah. she's like 1,500 eggs deep, wow. you know, wow. into the day. Now, is that a good thing that I try to be funny and turn out to be accurate? Nature. Or it would have been funnier if I was wrong and you had something else? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, it works that way. Yeah. It worked that way. It's cool, man. And yeah. so then we get back to um, the forager and the forager and the guard bees. So if you've ever been stung by a honeybee because you walk by a hive, it was probably a guard bee just getting a little overzealous. Yeah. You yeah. know, she has that stinger. She's had it her whole life. She knows she's getting old. It's about her time. And you were walking by and she was pissed off. Today's the day. <laughs> Today's the day. She's like, somebody's going to die today. Well, it's, you know, it's <laughs> funny because one of the, um, one of the things in, in, 
I'm not gonna promise I won't reference it again. But in the B movie, that was one of the things that they talked about. What um, was that? You know, they treated it very lightly. Yeah, when a bee stung a, per- a human. Yeah. and died. They See, were like, yeah. yeah, man, he just was having a bad day, stung a human, and yeah, he's gone now. Yeah, and like, and then they move right along. Like it was just very casual. Like, and, yeah, that's just saying, how it went. Well, wasp and yellow jackets, it seems like they do. They just sting you. But with honeybees, I had a friend. Now, now for those who don't know, yes, go ahead. entirely different animal. Oh. Entirely oh. different animal. Honeybees. They do not make honey. Honeybees. Yeah. They make honey. Yep. They pollinate trees. They are pretty to look at. Yep. Wasps and yellow jackets. Assholes. Yeah. Just that's, assholes. That's enough to that's say. It. It. That's, yeah. It. Yeah. that's it. That's all now, I, that's are, their job in nature. They, do they they're nature's at asshole. All? No, um they're I don't know, they're meat eaters. Oh, they just eat other bugs. Yes, they're meat eaters. Uh, okay, they're meat eaters. Okay, they're, they're, if I, if I'm not mistaken. Wasps are more closely related to ants than the. Oh honeybees. yeah, looking at them, that actually makes yes. a lot of sense. Okay, they're more so they're just a super aggressive. Yeah, they're just a weaponized ant. Yeah, yeah. weaponized ant, militarized wow. ant, a giant. Yes, fucking ant. yes, yeah. And um, but yeah, and uh. So you don't have to feel bad about destroying a, one of those hives. And they're no, structured completely I different mean, as well. I mean, you know, you know, depending on who you ask. Well, yeah. That's you know, a, that's you, a you shouldn't destroy. I don't like to kill anything. Yes, but, but if, if it's if in by, my yard. If by your front door, there's a wasp nest. I, things coming down. Kill it. <laughs> <laughs> things yeah, coming done. down. But if by your door, there's a honeybee is a bait. Call, call me. Bee, call a beekeeper. Call me. Yes. Jordan yeah. Braswell, Wado County. Yep. There you go. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. And um, so that's the life cycle of them. Yep. And um, what else have we got to talk about today on Lost Gadget? Well, I think we're through our props. Okay. Right? Yeah, I well, believe we are. Our, yep. I've shown you stuff. everything. Yep. Now, you mentioned a segment called The uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yes. You want to get into okay. That a yeah, bit, we huh? can get into that. Yeah. And that is just like honeybee news. Okay. What's going on? That The number one question I get asked all the time was they remember seeing in the news, and it was several years ago Colony um, Collapse Disorder. Yes, Colony Collapse, CCD, Colony yep. Collapse Disorder. Um, I've been a victim of it. I've had Doomsday, basically. Doomsday. They yeah. were dying. It's the end the of the world. The grocery store is going to be empty. The grocery store is going to be empty. So, what? My question is, is one question I commonly get asked from customers and you know people that like bees is, what would happen if the bees uh, like if they really disappeared? Would the world end? The answer is we're going to go into this for those of you who have not seen the bee movie. Yes. So. Yeah. The answer is no. <laughs> it wouldn't end. It wouldn't end. No, it wouldn't because most plants are wind pollinators. First off. Now, grapes Meaning were, that the wind picks up the pollen. Grapes, for example. Yeah. If the bees died, grapes would not be affected. So our wine is good. Our okay. wine is good. That's Great. very important. Like, that's, that's the first check off the book. You know that? And you're like, whoa, we'll be all right. I'm yeah, kidding. Can, I shouldn't say that. We can get <laughs> fucked up on wine. Even, even if the apples are gone. That's yeah, it. Yeah. As long as I got my grapes. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I got my red wine, I'm all right. And there are other pollinators. There are other pollinators. Yeah. That is correct. Honeybees are not bearing the load all by them. Butterflies yep. are great pollinators. There is no other insect in nature, though, that can pollinate as efficiently and as much area as the honeybee can. Okay. okay. They are the best at it. They are nature's and also, perfect pollinator. Butterflies don't make honey. They don't make honey. They don't. They don't. They're pretty. Yeah. But in my opinion, I think my girls are prettier. Yeah. But that's just yeah. me. Yeah. That's just me. I like my tiger stripes. I like my <laughs> yellow and black. I like my yellow and black. But, um, yeah, and so the world wouldn't end, but you would lose a lot of common goods, yeah. you know, and you would still have them because of the other pollinators, but they'd be very expensive. It'd be a lot Almonds, harder, yeah. For yeah. example, yeah. almond trees are very, in California, are very, very reliant on honeybees and yeah. pollinators. You would, would we, would almonds go extinct? No. There's cases in China where the pollution has gotten so bad over there that they don't have any pollinators. 
bugs. Oh my god. They don't have the bees. They don't have the butterflies. They don't have nothing. So, but one thing China does have is a lot of people. They have a huge labor labor force. Does, yep. They have a huge labor force. And so what they did is they actually hired laborers to collect pollen and to go around orchards and pollinate trees. The Chinese government boasted one time, what's more efficient, the honeybee or the, Chi- uh, the Chinese labor force? Scientists around the world obviously laughed at wow. the joke. The, what do they the score? Like a little brush? Of, like, a a little yeah. Q-tip. And they would go through every single flower pollinate because that's Good how they Lord. would have to do it. You know, but still, no honey. No, still no honey. Mm. That's right. That's a big. But loss. um, so no, the world would not end. You know that yeah. that that's the one thing you can rest assured. It rest just, easy. Night. It would just suck a little more. It would suck a little more. Yeah. Things like that would become very expensive. You know, yeah. it yeah. would. They would be a delicacy. You know, it'd be like um, what is the the white uh, truffles? Yeah, they're like right. truffles. They'd be very expensive, and uh, things like that. But you would still have a lot of the common goods that are. We rely on wind pollinators. Sure. Most farming, uh, commercialized farming, are reliant on honeybees yeah. because we have built the crop with uh, natural with selection uh, around being dependent. We've realized that you know we can move these beehives around here and we can get more crops when we have so many people. And there are services of you know farmers will call in a beekeeper yes. to yeah. set up a hive. I have pollination services yeah. like that too. Yeah. 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 And with a set up a hive, and you know, and that helps produce their. A crop it bumps their crop up right. and they make more money. You know the beekeeper gets paid. He's able to buy more bees. You know that pumps more bees into the air. You know you get more pollination. The the grand circle. You know. Yeah, yeah. And um, so that's one thing to talk about. So CCD, uh, from my information, what I've read recently, it's slowed down tremendously. Yeah. Now the it's pro- not now, nearly well, as bad as a prop big as a problem. Well, I think so. I think it's worth mentioning. I think the the consensus has been at this point is that there are multiple factors that contribute. Yes, like fungus that is, that's pollution. Um, that's what we're, that was what I was getting to next. Is sure. that um, they don't really know the, the, the exact answer. Yeah, uh, but well, one thing, because there isn't an exact answer. They've never been able to pin it down. It's a, but they know yeah. that it's a combination of these things. And you know, but in the same token, as I've hit on several times in this interview so far, is that you know it's very opinionated. Yeah, you know, yeah. people like to believe their own things and their own opinions. And some people think it's just because we've been keeping them in these boxes. For all these generations now, and you know we're, we're messing with God's perfection and nature's perfection, and we're tampering with it, and they're starting to you know fall apart on us. You know, there's so much interbreeding wow. across the whole spectrum that it's. it's I hadn't actually heard much. that that reason for it. That's and that's not the most popular common yeah, belief. Right, you know, that right. that's you know, like I said, that's, that's very opinionated. That's, that's not necessarily my that belief. That might be the most depressing of the explanation. That is the most depressing. <laughs> that is the we're killing the bees by buying more right, of them. Yeah, right. no. Don't buy bees. No, that oh, is the man. most depressing. That's not then. But, you know, that's just an example of the opinions. But the most common is that it's a combination of everything. You yeah. know, it's a combination of the climate pollution, change, climate change, yeah. you know, the natural pesticides, change of the climate, pesticides, sure. everything. And lots of great steps have been taken, and we've seen improvements in some areas. But um, CCD, CCD is still around. Um, it's yeah. still a problem. But on the good part, um, that is that you know, we're in upswing, recent, yeah. yeah, we're on the upswing now. Um, there for well, a while, yeah, and like I said, that's from what I understand. I haven't been seeing as much in it, mm-hmm. um, as many reports as it was during like the, I think it was the mid to late early 2010s, like 2010s. Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, 2008, 2009, around that time period when there was a big problem. I mean, I mean, companies, farmers that spent their whole life, you know, their their livelihood. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of eight uh, hours working, were losing their companies overnight to to this mysterious thing that there was no answer for. Yeah. And you know, it's it's a horrible thing. But 
you know, with science and more awareness, uh, you know, you can bring more funding and you can gather more answers, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's the, the good and the bad and the ugly side of that, you know. The ugly being, you know, maybe we're doing it. The yeah. bad is yeah. that they are dying and the good it is, it does seem like it's on the upswing. Yeah, yeah, cool, um, man. But that's one thing. Um, and you got any questions, or I mean, have you heard anything? No, the, I think I, I interrupted you as much as I could, you know, as much as I think was appropriate uh-huh. uh, with my questions. Um, yeah, I, this, yeah, this is this is this has been very educational. I mean, uh, I don't have anything else to add if, unless you have I, any other. Tidbits. I mean. We could always do it a part two, and you know? we can always, we can you know, I'm sure there, there's always more. Yeah, but um, obviously, you know, yeah. there we're we're heading to to go on down any more paths would be opening another Pandora's box, sure, sure, B box. Per well, se. well, why don't we open up and say that you know anybody watching or listening, you can feel free to send us some questions. Yeah, we could feel always free. Do a part two. Yep, and uh, uh, you know that way we if there's stuff we don't know the answer to, we can find out and kind mm-hmm. of do a little bit of research and and uh, yeah and revisit the yeah topic. and, uh, and uh, like uh, you can always message me on uh, Facebook. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. Why exactly. Or any service. questions that come to me, I can direct. Super serial, super serial int at gmail dot com. There we go. Uh, hit us up and uh, you know, obviously always feedback's always appreciated. So cool, cool. Thanks Pleasure. a lot, man. This is yeah. great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. I appreciate cool. it. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys. Thank you. Awesome, dude. That was great. Good deal.